We're going to do cold Q&A today. I have never seen these questions, and you're going to get a chance to see how I can act and think on my feet. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory. Hey, Paul. It is great to be here. Thank you, my friend. We have questions for you today about coaching. <laughs> now, you only focus on coaching, right? Uh, I mean, I do speaking, I do consulting, I do all kinds of things, but coaching is the big the big thing I like to work on and the, the big thing I like to focus on. Because you have found that has more impact to the potential of an organization than anything else. That's, in my experience, I have seen more drive and more results from that than I have from anything. Okay, so this is going to be fun. I have, I have in my hands... <laughs> <laughs> Five questions. Crinkly paper, and I have not seen these, yeah, so these I'm a are, little I'm a little frightened. And they're 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 questions, they're scenarios as well, and and uh, and these people are looking for your advice, right? Okay, okay, all right. This is from Sue. Okay, I'm a new manager in a group mm -hmm. has been working together for a while. Many times, employees will come to me and ask me where the other manager is. Huh. I answer that I don't know, and I ask, what can I do to help them? Usually they reply, it's okay, I can wait. Clearly the empl employees don't want me to assist them for some reason. Any ideas on how to improve the situation? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That. And so uh, do you know Sue well, or have you seen Sue in action? And so... Not in action, but this is a question she has. This is a question that you knew that she, because that was the challenge for you to go out and get questions. Right. And then you ask people and, and they face that challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's a really, that's a tough one because you're really talking about, she's beginning to question her credibility. Yes. How credible am I to folks? How can I help them? And my ultimate question is just from the scenario, the person walks into her office you know, is she walking around enough? Is she out there with the team enough? Is she having conversations in casual ways that, you know, are doing it? That's what I'm, I'm getting a sense of that misconnect there. Okay. And that, you know, going out there and actually having those conversations. I had a manager that I worked with a number of years ago, and she had a morale problem in her organization. And I realized the morale problem was, in fact, her. Uh, she wasn't connecting with her folks at all. And she literally, in order to connect more effectively with people, she had it on her to-do list to go by and say hi to everybody. <laughs> oh, interesting. Which, which showed you, you know, somebody who's a uh, people here's person. Here's my task, <laughs> act like a human. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll treat the people more than just being a machine today. I'll actually say hi to them. So, yeah, I, that's why I think the biggest thing for her to do is find other ways to make a connection with folks in a way that's not job-related or they don't have to come into her office because it just seems that there's a misconnect there. Mm -hmm. And for her to build that connection, she just needs to you know, manage by walking around. Uh, just go out and visit with folks. What are you working on? What's your projects? What's happening? And then as you build that connection, you're going to build that trust. And then when they come into your office, they're going to say, hey, I've got a question. And it's not that I'm going to mention that they can't even find the other right. manager. They're going to just say, hey, I've got this question, I've got this issue, I've got this problem, how can I help you? I believe in her situation, finding other ways to connect, so there's that relationship, there's that trust, and then they walk in, and then they'll have that conversation you, with if you. If you're a new manager like this person, would you ask the other managers 
um, hey, I'm trying to work on this. Can you help me with it? Or Absolutely. But, you know, there, there's an important key here in, uh, with regards to getting self-awareness or self-feedback from people. You want to find out, you want to find those other managers who can, in fact, be loving critics. Yes. And what we mean is people that you trust and you know that you can go to them and I can get a real-life positive answer from them. I wouldn't ask everyone because somebody's. there are going to be some managers who don't give a flip. Right. They're not going to care. You know, that's your job. They're not... They're not your mother. Mm-hmm. That's your challenge. Yeah, you know they're not going to deal with that. But you got to find those loving critics who can help you with that, and that's a great way to build that. You know, how do they do it? How do they build their relationship? How do they build that trust? And then if they're really good at it, watch how they interact with their team. And I would absolutely guarantee you, they're going to be folks who are talking about all kinds of things other than business. They know their kids' names. They know their ages. They know their dog's name. They know some things about their spouse. So you're building trust and and connection with them. Right. I think that's what's missing in that first one is there's just not not that trust and connection, and that's holding the person back. And that's hard for a new manager, but you've got to do that. You've got to build it. Right. You've got to build that friendship. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a great question. Thanks for bringing that one along. Okay. I guess it was correct. (laughs) Okay. this This one's from Jeff. All right, Jeff. How do I increase confidence in my team? As we roll out a new process, mm. my team is starting something new in an old organization. Okay. This uh, initiative has high visibility from executives. Okay. The issue is that it is all brand new and still unclear on the process. I want my team to feel secure despite the openness of the situation. Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. I love that. And I've actually helped organizations deal with situations like this. Thank God you didn't give me one I couldn't manage because I feel like <laughs> I would just freeze right then and there. But he wants to build. Oh, com- I have some more. <laughs> We're going to see if we can yeah. actually make me uh, stump, stumble. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I love about it is he's trying to help them build confidence. He's got a new process, and it, there's also tremendous uncertainty. There's no. It doesn't sound like there's actually something written uh, that they can do with this. I mean, there's mm-hmm. that level of uncertainty, and there's probably uncertainty on his behalf too. Don't you agree? I would think so. Yeah. So the great thing to do there is this is a great opportunity to get a team meeting together and say, okay, here's the process. And what I do with organizations at this point is say, okay, here's the process. What we want to do, everybody take a moment quietly by yourself and write down one or two or three things that we think we should do in this process. And then what I do is I break them up into teams of two people each. So they have a discussion and say, share with each person one or two or three ideas that you have from this process. And then you get everybody together and say, okay, what does somebody share? What do you want to do? And then you start to you start to basically diagram a process from all of their ideas uh, with that. And then all of a sudden, this process it's it, their process. It's their process. Yeah. They're building it. And you know, whenever you build something, your level of confidence with that it changes. And also, now we're changing it from a sense of uncertainty to a sense of certainty mm-hmm. because. Now you've had a chance to look at it. And then what are the pros, the cons? What are the the downsides? Another thing you can also do is assign someone to be the devil's advocate in this regard. Mm. So you don't want, you know, some organizations have a devil's advocate, thank God. But unfortunately what happens is they get labels, they get labeled as the devil's advocate and then they get almost shunned from the group. So you want to change that role so you don't, Everybody gets to play that role, but you want to have people who ask those difficult questions. You want to have people who ask, but what if this doesn't yeah. work? Or you what know, if I've that is I've seen teams that's so excited that no one wants to be the devil's advocate too, so it's good to assign somebody. Right, and then with that sense of enthusiasm, you might be a 16-year-old running the country. 
Right. Uh, and I think they should. Always, I think we should actually have change the age length for uh, being president from being 16 in a day to 17 in a day because teenagers always have all the answers. They know everything. Yeah. They know everything. So they should be the ones running the country. Right. Who says 35 is the appropriate age to run right. anything? You know, that I just that seems. And absurd. the people who are leading us now. They don't know anything because they're old. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's the new that's the new thing in our household is okay, boomer. Oh, since boy. I'm, <laughs> but I think that's the way to deal with confidence. Uh, something new, something uncertainty, and you actually build your process at that point. You so, know, one thing that actually helps me mm-hmm. and gets me excited right. is when a leader acknowledges the uncertainty of things Mm -hmm. they just they don't feel like they have to know everything they just say yeah we're we're working together and we're going to do something brand new right and we're going to and we're going to create it new and we're going to create it together so i think that's a and you can see that the confidence of that team actually building as they Mm -hmm. continue that process okay you you have lots of experience in financial institutions this is from a financial institution okay this is from ryan I'm a manager of a highly successful team at a financial institution. Okay. We even broke productivity levels this year. Wow. Now the organization is asking the team to work outside the regular hours to gain even more business. Must be a bank, right? Bank <laughs> Bankers hours. I'm receiving pushback from the team and I'm stuck in the middle. Any suggestions? Yeah, I think this is a great one. This is like a... Uh proclamation remember the proclamation on high episode we did a couple of weeks back Mm -hmm. i think this is really almost their proclamation on high scenario uh bring everybody in and say how can we work this and what's what's the best way to go about it because the other side of the coin is too one of the reasons they're probably getting pushback is you've also got people who are saying hey i had some things planned around these dates Mm -hmm. and if now you're asking them to cancel those plans to do this you're going to get some serious pushback. Mm-hmm. If they've got to miss a kid's baseball game or a kid's basketball game or, you know, a, a, a piano recital, people are going to be disappointed. They're going to be upset. So if you can get the entire team together and say, hey, you know, what's the best way to do this? Or if you can't get the team together, what are the constraints that you're facing? What are the issues that you're facing? And then have those discussions individually with those folks to say, what are the constraints? And then what's the best answer for us to come about? Because you certainly don't want to go to senior management and say, this idea of working additional hours is just yeah, stupid right. because you're going to lose your credibility. But you also want to have the credibility of your team and also the credibility of yourself. And I think that's very important. So um, this is a, this is kind of like, don't you agree, kind of like the facing the proclamation on high yes, question absolutely. and the same kind of scenario. And you want to maintain respect with your team and confidence in your team and respect. You want to maintain your self-respect so you can look yourself in the mirror. And you also want to res- maintain the, and, and keep the respect of the senior management because you don't want to be unemployed. You know, uh, my wife has become very uh, uh, aware of or v- very comfortable with the creature comforts. She mm. likes a house where the lights are on, the heat's on, uh, yeah. you know, there's gas, that there's food in the refrigerator. Those, huh. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that she would have Spoiled. those kind of wants, right? <laughs> so uh, in order to do that, I continue to work. Yeah. And, and just like anybody else in the organi- you know, in organizations out there. But I don't want to upset my clients. You don't want to upset your clients. And, you know, just rather than look at your boss as a boss, look at them as a client. You're a consultant that you could be let go at any minute, and we can and so then how do we do that is the the important key. To me, this seems like, and I like your comments on this, this is 
part of a changing world that we live in. Right. Because if it's a financial institution, they're probably used to working nine to five. Sure. But, but there's so many that are open on the weekends and uh, apps and people are used to always dealing with people at any moment. Right. And we have to change somehow. Right. And, and that's the key, too. And I think that's a great question for Ryan to ask his team is to say, okay, here's the competitive pressures from out there in the world. Yeah. How, if you were in a, a role of leadership, what would you ask your team to do in order to get to that That's next a level great, of performance? Great technique, isn't it? Right, because then you put the thought bubble over their head. I mean, when all else when all else fails, listen and ask them. And I think that's just an important key. Let's see here. The judges are they're still looking they're, through their balance. Can, well, and I'm worried about the German judge. I can see that she's a little concerned there. Oh, you got it. Okay, <laughs> good, excellent. I didn't think the German judge would go with it. <laughs> okay, this is from Chris. Yes. I need my team to work. My staff is made up of entire of, of entry level employees who complain about the high demand of the position, but that is the job to be busy. I want to be understanding, but I need the team to simply perform the duties of the job. What am I missing? Mm. No, I think that's a great question. And again, I think this is a question where you bring the team together and say, you know, how do we want to be viewed as a team? Uh, do we want to be viewed as the team who complains and moans and groans about the responsibility we have? Or uh, going back to, remember the gift of challenge uh, yes. episode we did? And I just love Coach K's question to Shane Badier. And Shane said, hey, I've been recruited by all the best colleges in the world, and, and they're going to let me start right off the bat, Coach. And he says, <laughs> well, at Duke, we don't, you know, Coach K says, at Duke, we don't do that. Yeah. I don't decide who plays, you do. And do you have the mental toughness to accept that challenge? I think that's a great question because here's the ultimate question too with these folks. If they stay, if they stay moaners, whiners, complainers, guess what? That's how they're going to be labeled. That's going to be the brand of their branch or their team. And do they want that to be the, the brand or do they want to be considered world champions? They want to be considered one of the best branches, one of the best teams in the organization. And I think that's a great question to ask them. How do you want to be viewed? Mm -hmm. What is your brand as a team? And then how do we, and then ask them, what is the, what is the label you want this team to be labeled by senior management? Interesting. And then all of a sudden, what do we, how do we want to then sell that idea to senior management? Do we want to sell that we're the, we're the complainers and the moaners and groaners and the choirs and <laughs> whiners, or do we want to be the team who is considered one of the best uh, branches in the organization because we go above and beyond, even though things are very difficult, they're very challenging, but we rise above that challenge. And I think that's a great question to ask the team. All right. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Very good. Okay. You've done good so far. All right, very good. You got a tough one now. We have one more. Uh oh, I can tell this one's the this one's the grill this question. Is, this is this is going to be see, see how you do on this one. Okay, it's from Vince. All right, I lead a great group of achievers. Okay, a new member joined the group. I was encouraged to hire her by my boss, as I thought she did not fit in, and she complains and self promotes. Okay. I am told she's talented, but I have not seen it. <laughs> How can I bring us back to a successful group? Wow. So she complains, she self-promotes, and how do you bring her back to a, to a successful group? I think this group? person was forced to take this other person. Right, yeah. So now you, you, you get, right. Oh, it happens. Yeah. yeah I mean, 
nepotism happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see it all over the. It happens all over the world. Right. But we won't even go down that path. <laughs> right. 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 But you, both of us know what we're thinking. Right. But no, this is a great question. So uh, this person, do we have a name for this person? Uh, it's it's just employee. It's a. From ben, just say employee. Just she. just, just say she. she. Yeah. I think we should let's call her Zelda. Okay. All right, because I just like the 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 name Zelda, so we'll call her Zelda. So Vince was required to hire Zelda. Uh, she's a new member of the team. Uh, she complains a lot and she does a lot of self promotion, right. which I don't know how she could self promote. Uh, I do nothing, but I get away with it. I guess is that her self promotion? I'm not sure. <laughs> from it but I, that's what i get a sense that that's probably her self-promotion is or i'm just you know or i'm the uh the manager's pet things like that yeah yeah so you know i would there they forced vince to hire me and here i am then this is a great situation for individual coaching for bringing this person in individually and saying okay what do you want you to brand to be what impact do you want to make in the organization where do you want to go going forward because once you find that um Everybody, you know, and then you can ask the question, too, and this is going to be a tough one. You want to maybe be a little careful how you ask this, but the question is, you know, if the senior manager leaves, what is your career going to look like? Hmm. So if they're gone, Interesting. yeah, if they're gone, if they, and, and I had a scenario like this just recently, a guy shared with me in, in a coaching session that he had been hired uh, by a CEO, that CEO then uh, actually got uh, pancreatic cancer and was gone within 18 Ooh. months. Yeah, terrible story. But it had a hugely negative impact on his career in that organization going forward uh, because it was kind of like this scenario here. He was kind of the chosen one, and then when that CEO was gone, that chosen one status was no longer there. And so how did he relate to that new CEO given that set of circumstances and that situation? And if he would have rebranded himself early on in the process of being a very hard worker, very good team player, all of that. And so I think that's a great question to ask Zelda here is, you know, what do you want your brand to be? How do you want to be labeled? How do you want to build with the team? How can we build a a relationship with the team? How do you think things are going right now? Do you want this to continue going forward? Are you being accepted by the team? How would you like to be part of a team? How would you like to be part of the team member? When we start having those conversations with her, we might find that, you know what, she does in fact want to be part of the team and she does want to build her career. And how do we help her do that? Because the key is, I had this question here a few weeks back and a person asked me the question, can I fail as a coach? And I really, truly believe this with all of my soul, and I had never thought of this before, but when they asked that question, I was really put on the spot. They said, can you fail as a coach? And I said, you know, I really don't believe you can if they know that you have their best self-interest at heart. If you're coming from a perspective of, I want to help Zelda be successful, and you help build her self-belief that you can do that, and then you can ultimately ask the question, of that now, if she comes back and gives you the answers and goes, "No, uh, I I know I'm safe. I I've, I've been you've been told to be hired by me. I'm here. <laughs> Guess what? You got to deal with me. You know, I'm I'm the chosen one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to deal with it. Then you can take that to the manager and say, "Hey, help me out here." Uh, Zelda says she's the chosen one. Do you want that to be the label that she uses, or is that a meeting that we all three get together and that we reframe where she's at? Help me with this scenario. And that manager may or may not help you, but then you may have to, to you know, ten, ultimately decide, is this the career I want? Right. When, that- they, when they force me to hire people I don't want, and then they, don't, they won't self-correct that person, they won't correct that person and help them be a team member, then if they're just giving away, because really ultimately the question for that senior manager is, and you, wanna, you don't want to put this in that way, but you want to ask them, 
do you want me to build the best team possible or just when we have five team members that are on the team and one person who's the chosen one how do you want me to handle that yeah. how do you want me to build that and i don't think anybody wants that to be a scenario where you've got that division within a group they would want that team to be together even though they are maybe nepotism they're brought into the they want them to be a team and, and productive and so you can go to them and say hey how can we do that and that's kind of the key of when we did the episode on managing up and talking about managing up and how to do that process yeah asking them how would you recommend that I handle the situation. Right. Here's the scenario right here. How can I help? How would you help me do this? How would you help me process this? And could we have a meeting with all three of us together so that Zelda knows that you, in fact, hired her, but her career going forward is dependent upon her performance and her productivity. It's not being blessed by you. You know, because really, ultimately, the question is, you hired her, but are you guaranteeing her a job? Because if you're guaranteeing her a job, then that's a whole different level of... It's a whole different issue. Right. Do you even want to be part of that group anymore? Right. You know? And I think those those are all great questions to ask. But again, the power of asking questions both from Zelda and your manager to see how this is going to fit together. But you also notice, and I hope this came across, this is very important. I was I hope I didn't come across in any way, shape, or form of being judgmental to the manager or being judgmental to Zelda. Uh-huh. You want to ask the questions that we want this to be a win-win scenario. How do we work this out given the constraints that we have? Because all of us in leadership and management, we all have constraints. Nobody has unlimited resources. Nobody has all the tools they want. No, no captain has all the soldiers that they would like to have. Yeah. No general has all of the soldiers they would like to have. So how can you, with limited resources, do something extraordinary to make it happen. That's the real key of leadership, and it's really going to have an impact on you as a leader. And this question is, how can Vince manage this process, build his credibility, build his brand, and build a team that would be successful and productive? If he does that, then all of a sudden he's worth having there. And that's what I want for people listening to this this podcast, is I want you to be a successful Vince, Mm -hmm. even though you might be given a scenario like that that's challenging and difficult. Okay, let's see what the judges say. All right. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, we've got to enjoy this for a second then. This is absolutely the Rangers cheer song after a goal. Wow, you did it. You had six or five. Five for five or six for six. I'm not five sure. Five for five. Five for five. Five for five. For, all right. Scenarios that were tough, real world examples. Mm-hmm. And you nailed it. (laughs) You're the man, Paul. You're the man. (laughs) So thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. I I, I was delighted. I love the the Vince story because that's a real live example of the challenges that managers face out there in the world. How do I navigate that that challenge? Yeah, and that's a real scenario where it could really impact uh, the whole culture. You've got three careers there that are at risk. You've got yeah. the manager who forced the person to be hired. You've got Vince who's now caught in the middle, and that employee that's now the chosen one, do they want to be the chosen one, or do they want to actually build a brand independent of, of the choice that was made for them to be hired? So I think those are all great questions to ask. And, and I love the, uh, the Rangers theme song, so thanks for, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. So if people have more questions, that, but, again, they didn't get through, mm-hmm. I didn't – 
have them in my hands. How do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. They can uh, look out to the website, RoyRoland.com. Uh, they can also go to Coaching Manager University. That's CoachingManager.University. And actually, Paul, in the sake of the new year and the yeah. new themes and all of that, I'm actually thinking about uh, continuing Continue. our free scholarship program, Whoa. but it has to be the first person who uh, hears the podcast, okay. first person who s- sends me the podcast, and, and I have other folks in the past that have missed it, and I say to them, you got to be the first, uh, but it's yeah. got to be after. Uh, it's got to be you know eight o'clock central time in you know central time. So mm-hmm. the first person eight o'clock central time on Monday morning after we do the podcast of eight o'clock central is fired up. So if you're on the East Coast and it's uh, it's uh, nine o'clock, so nine o'clock you can send it there. If you're on the West Coast and it's eight o'clock, you probably got to get up early and make yeah. sure you send it out right at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you're we've got clients in Guam, uh, we've got listeners in Italy now. We've got uh, listeners in Zimbabwe. We've nice. got listeners in Australia. We've got listeners all over the world now. So uh, just it's got to be eight o'clock central. That's got to be the the time in the central time for the U.S. So do it now. Hopefully, someone listening to this right now they've already sent in there. They've already sent it in. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.